count of three, name your favorite dinosaur. Don't even think about it. Just name it. Ready? One, two, three. Velociraptor. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup. It's time for another episode of the Wooth and Y Show. Philly! Mm-hmm. Woot! They did it. Philadelphia win Super Bowl 52 in outstanding fashion. One of the greatest games of all time. How are you feeling? Fly Eagles, fly baby. Your team has won the Super Bowl. Have you have your feet hit the floor at all this week, or are you still just levitating? No, it was, it, uh, on the actual day at Luna Bowl when we were at uh, the beautiful Luna Park watching... Watching the Super Bowl with a lot of disgruntled Patriots fans. Yeah. Um, One in particular on the table next to us. Oh, which, I mean, I don't know. Nothing. Hey. Did I, Nothing did, surprised Did I bite anyone. back once? No, you no, did I didn't. No, neither, I didn't. Neither did I. No, neither we didn't. Did we so just went. Because we, we had faith. We yeah. had uh, the Philly, Philly faithful. faithful. Yeah. yeah, there you go. No, but um, yeah, it didn't really sink in. Obviously, I was excited every single big play. But then, you know, every time Patriots did something, you were like, yeah, no, we've been here before. Yeah, we've seen that movie yeah. too many times. We saw yep. it in the AFC Championship game. Yeah, so, so we were. Yeah, there was a lot of moments like that in the game in regards to like, oh, why, why did you do that? You shouldn't have given the Patriots this opportunity. This why opportunity. did you run out of bounds? What, uh, oh, that was that was the dumbest play of the game. Yeah, Aguilar running out of bounds, but whatever. Um, I really thought I was going to cost you guys, and thankfully it didn't. Um, and when the Brandon Graham strict strip sack happened, uh, it just Elation from Mate, there was, from there was pandemonium in the body in, in the Luna in the building. It was amazing. Yeah, but no, it didn't. <clears throat> it didn't really sink in. Um, it was it was a long day for us. Um, yeah, yeah, it was, it was a long, long, long day for us. But um, you know, loved every second of it. Um, I it didn't really sink in until I got home and then watched the full replay straight away. And then even then, I was still like. Damn, that game was epic. Like, yeah. it was epic from start to finish. And then, you know the bit that really got me that, like, started making me tear up and stuff? When I saw, like, rea- like not even, like, the celebrity reactions were cool. Like, just the Kobe Bryant and the Kevin Hart and the Bradley Cooper. Those kind of, like, those things were cool. But when people are in, like, those videos of people in their living rooms with their families and stuff like that. And then yep. watching, like, waiting for that Tom Brady Hail Mary to just hit the floor. Yep. And then... Like Philly fans in their living rooms and stuff like that, realizing that oh my god, oh my god, time ran out, time ran out. Like holy crap, it's over. over. And then they're just like breaking down on the floor. That got me. That that was a a heart wrencher. Yeah, they are they are the videos to watch. It still didn't feel real on the way home. Just you drove us home. Thanks for that. Um, the four of us, um, Emma and Liv, very much loving the the football conversation all the way home. Um, but I'm pretty sure that the exception to the rule is when your team wins the Super Bowl, we can talk about it, at, you know, for the entire trip. Yeah. Oh. So yeah, it, it still didn't feel real, and it still didn't. I, I watched the replay again the next day that night, and yeah, it was a hell of a game, and just sort of putting together the key plays 
um, for this episode, just writing it down, the back and forth of it, just sort of picturing it in sort of play-by-play and drive-by-drive. It is quite an amazing, like, if you print out the whole game and just read it, it's it's like a beautiful novel. There were so many fourth-down completions. There were so many, like... Like, yep. Bowles needs to complete this third and six or whatever. Yeah. And then Ertz would catch it and you just think, what is happening? This is incredible. <laughs> no one no one spoke about, like, Tory Smith's helmet catch, which I thought was ridiculous. Yeah. In the game. And you're like, yeah. what the hell? I, that mean, was... I mentioned the helmet. I said, was that a helmet catch early in the game? And everyone's like, oh, I don't know. And they just glossed over it because it was so early in the game. But know. it was a, a crucial play. Yeah. There was so many of those and so many of your players made it, but... Um, we'll, we'll get to all of that very, very shortly. You mentioned the Lunar Bowl. Overwhelming success. Uh, we had our first sort of on-camera work. Um, yeah, I much prefer behind the mic yeah, as opposed to camera. Yeah, uh, not <laughs> got faces for podcasts. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was it was fun. It was a great day. Uh, hopefully next year it, it grew it grew this year as opposed to last year. So if it grows again next year, Looks like it will be in the big top. I mean, if it's growing at the rate it is, so yeah. like 30% a year or whatever. Yeah, it's going to be massive. Yeah, I, be I really happy. think it's probably already the biggest Super Bowl party in Sydney. I know the star gets a lot of people there, but that's just people rocking up and walking in as opposed to the people that have paid for, for set seats and things like that. Mm-hmm. So in terms of people actually having to book tickets, I do think that it is the biggest in Sydney and it was a, it was a hell of a day. The Sailgate cruise, beautiful weather on the harbour and then the game itself and then... All the rides afterwards, you, you just, that's an underrated aspect is uh, every if your team year. loses, just go on rides and enjoy it. Yeah. I mean, we were going on the giant drop thing and the... That was a bad mistake. <laughs> I really thought like cores were coming up. No, the, yeah. uh, every, every year, the, the bumper cars is a, is a huge highlight yeah. for us. Yeah. Did you say bumper cars or dodgem? Bumper cars. Okay. Why I call them dodgem cars. I, I, thought, I, I say dodgem cars, yeah. but I'm pretty sure Luna Park uses the yeah. term All right. bumper cars. There we go. Um, but yeah, huge success. So if you are keen uh, to come next year, even if you you live far away, make a night of it. Just come in, stay That's somewhere on do. the Sunday night. We, we don't even live that far away. Yeah, and we made it only because we have to be up early uh, for for preparation purposes yep. or preparatory. I can't say that word properly, but um, preparatory. Yeah. Is, that, is that the actual word you're yeah, after? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm just you know England. Yeah. Not English. Not, not well. ESL. Um, so, yeah, definitely make a, make a weekend of it. It's it's a fun weekend, and um, you can just I mean, go the, out the night before. Some or... of the boys that we met on the uh, sail great cruise over, uh, you know, the, I think they they really did make a day of it. I mean, they yeah. were you know all having... from one company, and their boss let them all have the day off, and he great. was there. So... Yeah, they interviewed him, and they were like, "How did you get the Monday off?" I'm the boss, yeah. and I let everyone off, oh. and it's like that is the kind of boss yeah. everyone should. That's have. a great boss, right there. I understand that you know, like. Your boss can't have the day off just because it's Super Bowl day, and like mine can't because you know they're big organizations. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's it's hard. So, but, uh, but yeah. yeah, make the day of it. Give it a go. Um, we normally say what was our favorite thing from the week. It's pretty obvious yeah. uh, for you, Josh. Uh, it is the Eagles winning the Super Bowl. Uh, mine was watching Philadelphia oh, no, burn to the Justin Timberlake. I, thought. <laughs> I rewatched that. Not that good. No, it was. Yeah, I'm. I'm, uh, I'm. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Uh, yeah, I'm a little. I don't know. Some some bits I was like that was sick. Yeah. Other bits I'm like oh, I rewatched it. Not, not, not that great. Um, 
talking about our future, um, this might this is our, obviously our last episode of the 2017-2018 season. Mm-hmm. Um, we're both getting married here mm-hmm. in 2018, so I'm not sure what is happening with us long term, um, mm-hmm. given our schedules. Definitely a reduced off season showing, if at all. Um, so we'll we'll have discussions. I but mean, in real life, there'll still be an off season. Yeah. When Wooten Wise stop, it doesn't. The world doesn't stop. No, but. exactly. So the uh, the NFL will keep going, but uh, yeah, we will uh, have to have some many a conversation. So but when, we'll when keep you all posted. So I'm away for five weeks uh, in May after the draft um, mm. for for a good five weeks, and then once I get back. We'll be into sort of your wedding mode, um, and that's more the quiet time of, of the NFL at that point. Um, June, July, and then August, it starts to ramp up, and then smack bang in the middle of August is... Uh, My wedding. Woodstock. He chose Peyton Manning's number as his wedding day. Yeah, well that, was, that was the reason. Yeah. I knew you'd come around. Um, you know, I'll have to see Brady lose who, another Super Bowl. I don't even know who 18 is for yeah, Philadelphia. Yeah, no that's, idea. That's fine. Um, so yeah, we'll keep you all posted on what is happening this season, but because you're gonna, you'll be on a honeymoon as well, so um, we'll have to keep everyone. On might loop. just, might just do like an NFL circuit. Just I don't know how game by game. I don't know if Olivia will appreciate that. No, I don't think so. Let's move on. Talking tidbits. Couple of little uh, tidbits. So why Woot is just. On cloud nine, uh, my organization is in the dumpster. Um, nice. So uh, ESPN Adam Schefter reported, uh, I think two days ago now, that Josh McDaniels has backed out of his deal to replace Chuck Pagano as the Colts' head coach. Per Schefter, Patriots owner Robert Kraft has decided to sweeten McDaniels' contract, enticing him to remain in New England. And now the Colts are back in square one. And, and rightfully furious, uh, Chris Ballard had a uh, press conference and... I thought he handled it really, really, really well, and then he kind of took it to the dirt right at the end. I think he had to found it hard to bite his tongue for so long, and then said he just had to let something out. Yeah, he did. Um, he said the rivalry's back on. There hasn't been much of a rivalry since Peyton left, and I always found the rivalry was Peyton versus Belichick, and it was a great rivalry. But it, yeah, it's not really a rivalry when we've lost seven in a row with them, and that's kind of the reason why we sacked Chuck Pagano because we could never get over the New England hump. In the playoffs with him, he wasn't the coach to lead us to the promised land. But I don't like this move at all by McDaniels. It does not look good at all on him. And families, like people, he had signed assistant coaches and told people to come to Indy and work for me. Yeah. People have packed up their lives and their families. Like, like coaches that, move all the time, and now people are stuck in Indy. That's the worst part of the whole yeah, thing. Like, definitely. I think if it was just him and he'd agreed and then said, you know what, guys, like, I'm sorry, I'm backing out. That would somewhat be okay. Like, even though you're going back on your word, it's not a whole, like, you haven't thrown other people into shambles and you haven't, like, uplifted other people's families and stuff like that. Exactly. And there was part of the reasoning, I think MMQB talked about how McDaniels has a big family and he didn't want to move them and all that. And I thought, well, you just just moved everyone else's family. So as long as you're okay, Josh. And he hasn't apologized or said anything. He's been awfully quiet. Someone went to his door yesterday from a newscast, and all he said is, I love Patriots Nation. That's all he said. Like, he didn't apologize to anyone. Apparently, he hadn't reached out to any of the coaches to let them know of his decision. He just told Chris Ballard, I'm out, and that was it. After he told everyone that you can announce that we're signing him, there's no way Chris Ballard would do that unless he wasn't 100% sure. So everyone's slamming the Colts. I don't think that's fair at all. No. Um, and I'm always skeptical and critical of the Colts, but I'm not going to 
go crazy at them um, because I do think Chris Ballard's a good GM. I do think we'll be okay. But I think we kind of dodged a ball. I didn't really want McDaniels anyway. Um, outside of New England, he hasn't been great. I think, to be like, McDaniels should have realized in the first place, like... He had five weeks. Yeah. It's... These are the things... Wouldn't you have been considering this when you, you know, said that, all right, yeah, I want to take the Colts job? I think that, like, for McDaniels, he's still in the best position for himself. Oh, definitely. You learn under Belichick. And then, like, if the stories are true in regards to um, more Belichick... Belichick... I mean, to be to be fair, it's spelt Belichick. Yeah. Um, Belichick, you know somewhat training him and hand, not handing over the reins but starting to show him like the roster management side of it and those stories yeah, different and reg- types yeah. of stuff involved not, not yeah. so much just like handing over the offensive play calling to McDaniels or anything like that more you know more the GM side yeah, yeah. The, more the GM side of the Patriots which is just insane like who is the GM for is there it's, a GM for Patriots Belichick does it all that's why he's just incredible like, he's the best GM and coach in the league it's ridiculous can <laughs> so once once Belichick steps down from GM, can he then become? I mean, from yes, head coach, can he then just become GM? And probably then... he he could be like a Tom Coughlin, what Coughlin does now for the Jags as a consultant. That'd be, um, cool. that'd be not a bad job. But a lot of people are speculating now that this might be uh, Belichick's last season as head coach because that would be the only reason to kind of keep. McDaniels to stay is that he's promised maybe the head coaching job in 2019, although they can't officially put that in the contract, but there might be an unwritten sort of agreement there, um, which if you know that, if you know now McDaniels, that doesn't mean anything. It'd be funny. <laughs> it would be so funny. He's like, nah, McDaniels, we're going. Yeah, apparently Robert Kraft really wanted to stick it to the Colts. That's why he left it to the last hour because of, you can't get over the deflate. I don't thing. know if that's true. That's I don't just, know. That's it's a totally just... different general manager. That, that was Ryan Grigson and the yeah. old Colts. This is Chris Ballard now who's traded with Pats twice this yeah. season. So it looked like it had all been over and, you know, that was it. So um, even if that is true... Well, I mean, Kraft might be salty, but that wouldn't... like. Yeah. Kraft is too smart to, like, make that a deciding factor. Yeah, true. Um, but the joke's on them now because when Belichick leaves and you're stuck with McDaniels, I don't know, I still don't think he's... I think he's a great OC. I don't know if he's a I think if McDaniel, I don't think that... When Belichick retires or like steps down as head coach, he like abandons the Patriots. Yeah. I think there's a transition period. I don't know. It depends on how the relationship is with him and Kraft. Because if Seth Wickersham's articles were right, things might be sort of a little bit tense and hostile um, with the Jimmy G trade. Speaking of Jimmy G, just oh, signed geez. the most expensive uh, contract in uh, NFL history at the moment. But worth it, right? I don't even know. Like, like he's good, but far out. Seven and zero though as a starter, it's it's pretty impressive. You saw all the throws that you needed to. If he, if the Forty ers weren't going to pay him, then someone else would have. Would you pay Foles that money? <laughs> Probably not. But um, true, Foles that, is Super Bowl MVP. Saying that, saying that though, but like, if Foles, I still, I, I was actually, we were speaking about this at the Super Bowl. I said if Foles played in that system, I think. Not he'd, bad. He'd, he'd be yeah. alright in 49ers. He'd be, he'd be pretty good. I mean, they're not going <laughs> to... No, obviously not. Um, but look, 49ers had a, have a lot of cap space, like a lot of cap space. So if they front load the deal, it's fine because they're not going to have too much cap worry at all this year or even next year. It's more down the line. But I think down the line, 
Andrew Luck steals looking fine because Matt Stafford's getting paid more, Joe Flacco's getting paid more, all those type of people. And we said this when the thing yeah, was made. exactly. So I think the deal will look pretty good in, in a couple of years and we'll know more about Jimmy Garoppolo then. And if he is the superstar that we expect, then the deal will look especially, especially good. But mm-hmm. uh, the Colts' uh, search continues. So um, Frank Reich is on their list. Dan Campbell, a PC bro. If you take um, Reich, I'll be mad. Yeah, I really want to... Dave Tube and Filippo as offensive coordinator, but Filippo is now signed to become the offensive coordinator for the Vikings, which is an interesting choice because they don't have, really have a quarterback. All three of those guys, they're free agents. So um, it'll be interesting to see how much say he has on what quarterback they retain. Yeah, but, uh, who do you pick? It's a great question. I, I, I don't know. I think it'll come down to Frank Reich's decision. Um, but Filippo's. Filippo's. sorry. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Uh, he's been been heralded as a as a guy responsible for a lot of responsibility for Nick Foles' success. There was a sort of quote out today that said he sat down with Nick Foles and said, like, what are your strengths? Like, what what do you do well? And then they built the offense around that, which sounds very simple, but the NFL is so backward I know. that so many teams don't do that. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, apparently they, they went back to the uh, the successful days he had with Chip Kelly and was like, you know, what made this successful? And then he just they pulled out plays that he was comfortable with. Mm. And, you know, one of those plays was a play that Brady wasn't comfortable with. <laughs> anyway. Shots fired. Um, and the Browns, like, getting rid of DiFilippo. Hilarious, given how, how bad their play calling was under Hugh Jackson. You had this talent in the building and it's gone. Oh, it's just, it's just a, such a brown sea. It, everyone goes through the Browns at one point. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. La, as well, before the Super Bowl last week, the Hall of Fame class was announced. Randy Moss, Terrell Owens, Ray Lewis, Brian Dawkins, Brian Erlacher, Bobby Bethard, Robert Brazil, and Jerry Kramer all inducted. I generally think they nailed it. In the Hall of Fame. I don't know about Brian Erlacher being a first ballot Hall of Famer, but he definitely deserves to be a Hall of Famer. I would have preferred Edger and James in there. Um, as a Colts fan, but yeah, Erlacher, if if he didn't get in this year, he obviously would have just made it next year, but um, it's pretty weird that he and Ray Lewis are both first ballot Hall of Famers when Ray Lewis is clearly the better player. Mm. But Terrell Owens, finally, finally, yeah. it, it was well overdue. Um, I'm glad Randy Moss was first ballot because he's just a freak. Yeah, no, he's freak good. of nature. Uh, all right, NFL honors as well this week. Uh, Brady was MVP. Um, should have been Nick Foles, let's be honest. Um, Sean McVay, coach of the year. Aaron Donald, defensive player of the year. Todd Gurley, offensive. Uh, sorry, Donald, defensive player Did of the year. Did McVay have a better coaching season than Pedersen? Peterson. The fact that Doug Pedersen got one vote was astonishing to me. It pisses me off. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I'm not going to, like, argue. Jason the, Kelsey? I'm not going <laughs> to argue the case for McVay. Like, I mean, against, against McVay. Like, it's a, he's worthy, worthy winner. Yep. It's just the, the the one vote thing for Peterson. I was like, far it. Like, I get... And that, Belichick. The two Super Bowl coaches got two votes. I get that McVay, they went from nothing to something. But, like, it's very similar to Philadelphia. Plus, Philadelphia won the Super Bowl. Exactly. Obviously, they made this decision and, before that, but far out. And the fact that the Rams had the defensive player of the year and the offensive player of the year obviously made Sean McVay's job a lot easier than Doug Peterson going through the Carson Wentz, Jason Peters, Darren Sproles, 
all those types of injuries. But yeah, the Rams c- kind of cleaned up there with those three major awards. It's crazy. What do you do if you're Jeff Fisher at home? You're just drinking? Well, we're going to talk about Jeff Fisher a little bit later. He's one of the losers of the Super Bowl and this season. Um, Kamara and Lattimore are the offensive rookie and defensive rookie of the year, the first time since 1967 or something like that, where the, the, the Detroit team? Lions were on the same team. We tweeted that out back in week nine as a prediction. So uh, if you actually search that on Twitter, we were the first. So just want to nice. put that out Shout there. Shout out to us. Yeah, exactly. Keenan Allen, comeback well player. Well-deserving, by the way. Kamara and Lattimore. Oh, they, it's amazing. amazing. Keenan Allen, comeback player of the year. We're both happy about that. Big fans of Keenan. Uh, JJ Watt was the Walter Payton Man of the Year, as expected, mm. given the amount of money he raised. And Shermer, Assistant Coach of the Year. Yep. So now head coach for the New York Football Giants. Any thoughts on the NFL on us? Uh, no, I mean, it's pretty straightforward. The, yeah, the, yeah. I mean, the Kareem Hunt did have like, uh, you know, the, the second half of his season did tail off and just yep. wasn't, you know, but. Yeah, I would have liked to have seen the MVP breakdown say Wentz finished the season, played the full season. Same with Antonio Brown if they finished the full season because yeah. Antonio Brown was on track. He could have, he could have cra- crashed that two thousand yard receiving yard barrier. That would have made things a little bit interesting. Yeah. And there was there was so much hype around Wentz. Like yeah, exactly. Just... Like if if they they could have gone sort of fifteen and one or something like that, then obviously Wentz would have picked up a lot more votes. And and if Antonio Brown did cross that mark, it could have split the votes three way, and you could have seen a, a really close race. Um, but it kind of dropped off a little bit. Um, with all those injuries, but uh, Brady obviously deserving. Right at the end there. Only his third though. He's been around fifteen years. Only three MVPs. You know, Pat, Pat Shermer, right? Yep. I'm I'm glad the Giants hired him. Yeah, I'm a bit... Look, I, I'm i a little bit... Yeah. I, I'm not one to... Uh, you know, you can't... Offensive coordinators to head coaches and stuff, you can't say anything now considering Peterson's success, but it was like... Yep, and Shanahan's yeah. success with uh, down the end. Uh, yeah. with I mean, it all depends. Do, do you go through the Andy Reid system? That seems to be a recipe for success at the moment. It's pretty or? funny that uh, Pedersen has now done what Andy Reid could never have done. It, it is crazy. <laughs> and, but, like, so many... Don't you remember when Pedersen was hired, there was so much skepticism around... Oh. Why are we so excited about an assistant coach to a coach that's never won the Super Bowl yeah. and things like that? And Here we are. Hate your own words, All right, let's, uh, let's move on. Three-point stance. All right, three-point stance time. Obviously, talking Super Bowl 52. We're going to talk the game itself. Then we're going to talk uh, Philly celebration, the parade, all that sort of stuff. And then we're going to talk what this all means and break down what uh, the result means for the, for the future and, and some of the players and, and, and that regard. So, just looking a, Just away from this Super Bowl, we've had some rippers in the last decade. The last couple of years has been like, great. So the bar's yeah. been set very high for next year's participants, uh, the Indianapolis Colts and the Philadelphia Eagles. So. I mean, we haven't had a, like a real... Oh, we've had the the Seattle one where the ball snapped over Manning's head and then it just went all oh, down that w- from there. Yeah, that wasn't good. I mean... But the rest have been great. Yeah. That was the only one. Still can't, I still can't get Steelers-Arizona out of my mind. That was a hell of a game. That was one of our first you know, big Super Bowls. Yeah, it was. It was a good, good, fun memory. Let's move on to Super Bowl 52 now. The game finish, uh, finishes at 41 to 33. Very unique scoreline, but a fun one at that. Um, so let's talk, obviously, about the game. The big-time players, Nick Foles, rightfully named MVP. Um, 
killed it. 373 yards, three touchdowns. When you look back at it, it's probably a smarter bet. Probably was, but, you know, it's fine. Yeah. Um, and if you did think Foles was going to win it, you could have doubled down and, and put on God to be f- thanked first by MVP. If you know Pedersen and, and Foles, first and foremost, you want they want to thank our Lord and Saviour. Jesus Christ, always. Um, so that was a, probably a good bet as well. But Foles just killed it. Had the, had the better QBR. The interception he threw was just a complete fluke. It wasn't really fair to come oh, up no, as it, an interception. I don't. I think it was. It would have just fell for an incomplete had you know Jeffrey not no, tried so hard to catch the ball. But, it, but if Jeffrey hangs on to that, it, you could have been up twenty-two to six because you would have been. You would have been in the red zone there, inside the ten yard yeah. line, um, and that could have been a, a totally different game, ball game, from there. Because if you're up that up that far, that's when Brady has to sort of hold onto the ball longer, and you can get your uh, mm-hmm. defenders up all in his face. But Tom Brady had another had a good game himself, um, five hundred yards, three touchdowns. Um, I do think Foles played better than Brady, though. If you look at the yardage and the and the stats and the box score, you think Brady played better, but I do think Foles made a lot tougher throws like the first touchdown pass to Jeffrey and then the one to Corey Clement were two of the best throws you'll see all season they no, were amazing they were, in, they were incredible the the touchdown to Clement I didn't think could even happen when it actually happened I just thought how what he caught that and then it was like, triple covered oh it was, in, it was incredible and it's to a running back it's not you know it's yeah, not a wide receiver exactly. this is a this is a, a swing route but no it's very very it's, cool. it's insane. Uh, Corey Clement had 108 yards, total yards, and a touchdown. I named him the X-Factor um, in our preview pod. I also tweeted it a few times, and I liked his uh, overs in the punt return podcast as one of my prop bets, so he delivered. I was wrong on a lot of things in relation to this game, but I was 100% bang on about Corey Clement <laughs> being the X-Factor, and he absolutely tore up and delivered. Um, Amendola and Gronk had big games. Uh, Amendola, 8 for 152. Gronk had two touchdowns and 116 yards on nine catches. Um, both were in, in superb form um, after Cooks, unfortunately, got knocked out. Um, I think that I think Cooks being knocked out probably hurt the Pats more than them not playing Malcolm Butler. So do I. Um, I mean, credit to the Patriots. For, like, I mean, they didn't, like... They didn't have Edelman. I know they didn't have him for the whole season, but, you know, they had to adapt um, throughout the season to not having Edelman. And then in the Super Bowl, Brandon Cooks goes down. So, I mean, you are using your your third and fourth wide receivers. Yeah. and They do have a lot of depth. That, <clears throat> oh, yeah. I, I know. And plus, you've still got Gronkowski. I'm not yeah. defending them 100%. Right. But I'm saying, yeah. like, if, if Philly didn't have Jeffrey and, I mean... Jeffrey would be our Gronk comparison, I guess. But yeah. so, but like, that's like us losing Tory Smith and Aguilar. We wouldn't be the same with Shelton Gibson no. and Mac Ho- and Mac Collins. Yeah, not although I, I do like Mac Collins. I think he he's going to be a pretty decent player. But you know, they still had all their running backs. White and and Burkhead and Lewis are all difference makers on their day. So they're able to make do. Not but very much Lewis. No, in it, this game, which I found strange. Tom Brady had more targets than Dion Lewis in this game, and when you look at Dion Lewis's record. They've never lost when he's had 100 or more yards, and he had 39. He had zero, zero targets. targets. Like, as, yeah. a, as a receiver, when you know how elusive he is, one of the most elusive running backs, picking up first downs, making people miss, it's strange that they didn't use him more. Yep. Yeah, so definitely think Philly did a good job in terms of trying to shut down passes to running backs. And typically, Schwartz hasn't been that great against Belichick, but, I mean, 
the game plan, yes, they gave up a lot of yards, but there was there were some plays that you just knew they were they were ready for it. They knew what was coming, and there was a. I think it was, I think it was a third down. I can't remember when it was. I mean, I've already watched the game. I think five or six times, but I still can't remember. But there was a part where it was it was a third down, and it was a quick screen that Brady looked to his right and just tried to throw it. I think it may have been James White, but he just threw it right, and I think he was expecting like say James White just to be there and ready to run onto it. But Chris Long had read it out. Like, mm. he'd sniffed it out so well, and he was already ready for it, and he'd pushed Dion. Uh, I keep getting Dion Lewis and James White confused. Yep. He'd, he'd pushed James White back and completely out of the, like his yeah, rhythm, and, and it, was, it was nowhere near him, and it yep. was just like, oh, that felt The problem good. is they didn't do that in the second half. I thought they did a great job shutting Gronk down and doing the bump and run in the first half, and then in the second half, Philly's defense just didn't do any of that, and I feel like... I think every... This is what every team does against the Patriots. It's really weird. It you don't weird. give them cushion because that's all they need. That's how their offense works. If you disrupt them in the first couple of line, yards against the line of scrimmage, that's where you win. Like That's how you can beat this team. It's kind of weird that Philly didn't do that in the in the second half. And a lot of people are focusing on how bad the Patriots' defense was because they lost. No one's really talking about how bad Philly's defense was. Uh- so can I just say, both defenses were... Terrible. They weren't there. No. Just, there was the point. But I do think Philly's defense all year was much better than the Patriots. Patriots were a great scoring defense, but Philly overall were a much better defense. So even if they played sort of half as good as they expected, I do think Philly could have easily won by a lot more. I feel like, um, yeah, I do think Philly could have ended up smashing... Not smashing them, but winning comfortably. Yeah, I, I, do, find, I do find it amazing that uh, so much of our preview show was talking about the underrated defense of the Patriots and also just how sturdy the uh, Eagles pass rush and everything has been. We like the under. And then, you know, it pretty much doubled the, uh, <laughs> nearly got to double and yeah. oh, it was just a joke. They hit the over in the third quarter and it was all over. Wasn't it the highest like Super Bowl, like in regards to yardage, already in the yes. third quarter. Yeah, it, I uh, I'll get to the uh, records in a second. There was a f- whole heap of yardage records um, broken. Uh, you mentioned James White before. All all that guy does is score touchdowns in, in Super Bowls. It's pretty. So does Blount. Yeah, Blount <laughs> now has the like the third most touchdowns in postseason history or Amazing. something. It's a pretty pretty incredible. Blount, uh, Blount's not in Philly next year, right? Who knows? Do you have a Jai Blount Clement? Sproles, yeah, and Smallwood. That's a that's a that's a depth. I don't think I can't. Oh, and what's Smallwood's not that great, but no, he's handy. No, there's least. there's one more player we're missing here as well. Kenyon Barner. No, do we have another running well, back? There Who's you go. the other running back? I'm not sure, mate. You're a Philly fan. <laughs> Who's the running back we drafted in like round five? I thought that was Smallwood. No, I swear that was, was that was Smallwood. Probably you're probably right. I'm just yeah. It's all good. Um, all right. And then on the defensive side of the ball, obviously, Brandon Graham had the forced fumble and Derek Barnett had the uh, fumble recovery. Um, they're they're kind of your key performers. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey and Zach Ertz as well both had uh, about 60 to 70 yards and a touchdown uh, between them. So, uh, yeah. Any other... Pumphrey. Oh, Danielle Pumphrey. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> got wow. another one. There you got go. A lot. Oh, yeah. Smallwood was last year, yeah. I think. Yep. So, um, all right. Key plays, and this is the thing I mentioned earlier about how I jotted down the entire game in times of in terms of key plays and all that sort of stuff. Sorry, my uh, dog is roaming in the house and uh, just can't get out of Woot's grill. It's very funny. He just wants uh, to celebrate. 
Yeah. She wants to celebrate she, with me. She. Come on, mate. Don't offend her. Um, all right. Yeah. No, she's a big, she's a big Eels fan. Um, yeah. So, uh, key players, obviously, Alshon had the first touchdown of the game, 9-3, and he also made that crucial grab on second and 10 in the second quarter as well. And then we had a whole heap of missed kicks, like, Seemed to be three in a row there with extra points, and then a field goal, and then another one hit the post. I've never seen that in my life. In a dome, in a Super Bowl, and it doesn't make sense. I know, (laughs) like you understand, you understand the uh, the botched um, uh, field goal. Yeah, Ryan Allen. Yeah, you understand that, but the other ones just yeah. Elliot's looked. Not that bad, straight on, and then it just went right, mm, and then just sprayed it. Yeah, and then Goskowski's was dead straight, but straight to the left, like yeah. it just stayed in its trajectory. So that was the weirdest. By the way, the 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 botched the botched uh, setup in regards to Allen's um, Goskowski, just the way it sliced and like it slowed down and hit the post, that mm. looked cool. I thought he actually like Still made sliced it. it in. It was mad. <laughs> um, all right, and then later on in that game, down nine to three, Tom Brady. Um, out wide after a trick play. Uh, you know what? Yes, he could have caught it. Bad throw. <laughs> it actually was. The more I look at it, I'm like, that was bad. Um, whatever it was, it was just hilarious that he'd missed this catch. Um, I, so, and all the gifts of the Lombardi trophy. I know, I know, I know. Just They're very, very good. Beautiful. I, you Brings know what? a tear to my eye. Stupid people, though, saying that, you know, like... Tom Brady was just going to run away for it. Like, he had open field. He was going oh. to run for it. The guy runs at, like, half seven, a kilometer an hour. He runs at half 40 <laughs> at the moment. It, like, it, it <laughs> it's a joke. Like the, the people that were like, oh, yeah. He was making a first down, and that was it. He was running straight out of bounds. And the, um, I mean, we're going to get to it, but the, the bit where, uh, was it James James White? Broke, no, hang on. It was uh, uh, Burkhead ran away, and Corey Graham ran him down. Like, you think Corey Graham couldn't do that to Tom Brady if yeah, Tom Brady exactly. <laughs> found yeah, open yeah. space? It's pretty pretty crazy. The sound effects, have you listened to that yes. yet? Um, so after he dropped the pass, Malcolm Jenkins comes running around, smacks Tom Brady on the ass and says, Come on, Tom! Come on, Tom! <laughs> nah, so that Malcolm was Jenkins was in everyone's face. Yeah. Like, all he, his speech, pre-game speech, was very good as yep. well. Um, special, special player. Special guy. You know what? Um, oh, actually, I'll, I'll, I'll mention two things. The first thing is just about Malcolm Jenkins' arm. His tattoo, I don't understand those. So what is he, it? He, it's not like a, it's like all, almost a scar. Like it's a well, it's Oh like, yeah, I've seen some of those. I don't know what they are. Someone explain. Like I'm not even, I don't even look it up because I'm going to get into the dark parts of the yeah, internet. Yeah, but I don't want to go on the dark web. I don't want to go there. But um, yeah, no, just the, just the whole, uh, I mean, I know every team, and I know Tom Brady in particular, he does his own hype videos and things like that for the Super Bowl and stuff like that. But the Eagles hype video was so just like, it was just understated. It was just like, you know, there was just like a, a pulse, like a pulse kind of sound. And it was just all about, you know, we're all we need and things like that. There's only one game, but it's all we need and stuff yeah. like that. And that was just, it was epic. And then that was that became their mantra as well as singing Meek Mills everywhere they went. Yeah. Gotta love the meek meal. That's crazy. Um, so the the drop uh, the dropped catch by Brady and ended up stopping them on fourth down on the next play, which was a huge huge play. And then you had Legarren Blount, as we said, twenty one yard touchdown run after that, um, bringing up just closer and closer to uh, the record books and, and leading that charge. And then Blount's uh, run 
It was really, really good. You watch it. You watch it's it. It's weird seeing Blount play good for another team because remember when he left the Pats originally went to the Steelers, he was terrible. Yep. And then they got him back, and he ended up because like, I he Blount. I watched him so much of the season, obviously, and he just he, there's times when he just runs into the line, and you think, oh god, I don't understand. Then there's bits where he drags players for seven, like an extra seven yards, and you think, how? And mm. then he'll do nothing and run into the line. Yeah. And then you think, where does this speed come from? And he's just yeah. He he has like a lot of negative plays, but he undoes it all with those short yardage plays and then obviously the the plays like that one with the uh 21 yard touchdown run. Uh the following uh drive you had the unlucky Foles interception by Jerron Harmon that we mentioned that nearly put Philly up 22 to 6. Gave the the Pats the ball back and then it looked like their drive had stalled before there was a holding call. A very iffy call, if that, because there was some calls missed. Um, the, the You're saying the holding call from Mills? No. No, there was one later on in the second half where it was an obvious hold, and okay. that was fine. That was, I think, Gronk just got completely just pulled down. At the, like, Who was? I think that was like, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, I think that might have been McLeod. I don't know. That um, was Kendrick's. Okay, yeah, okay. This one was a very iffy call. Gave Pat's new life a set of downs, and then James White went beast mode and, and ran that into the... Ran that in, so it was game on there. And then, so this is where Jacksonville went wrong. Getting the ball back, a couple of minutes, like less than two minutes to go, they they would have taken just knees and, and rounded out the clock, and that's it. Where Philly, they drove down the field, and this is the special moment. This is one of the, the greatest ever Super Bowl plays, the Philly special. Um, and if you listen to sound effects, you'll know that Nick Foles was the one that suggested it to Doug Peterson. The... <clears throat> it was the gutsiest. It was just the gutsiest, most aggressive thing ever. And you can't, like, I can't honestly believe. I would have been happy with the field goal. I was like, you know, you, yep. like it's fourth down. Like you need points. Just you got to put like. I'm glad they went for it. Like I was, I said go for it. I didn't think it was going to be a pass to a freaking quarterback. I know, but, but I said go for it because field goals are not going to beat New England. You need to score. I was thinking, downs. I was thinking, if they're going to go for this, they're going to go for like a quick slant, like similar to what they did in the second half with Ertz. Like I thought they were going to do something like that. Yeah, but my god. Yeah. So it's so cool. By the way, this sound the FX thing when he goes over and he's like, he just kind of like you know. Kind of like, are we doing this kind of thing? Yeah, and then I he's like, he yeah, let's do Philly, it. Philly, Philly, I think they call it. Philly, Philly. I don't know where the name Philly Special came from, but that's what it's called now. But it sounded like they were saying Philly, Philly is the yeah. play. Apparently they stole it from the Bears. Um, although there's a footage on uh, Twitter from 2015 of the Pats running the exact same play against against the Eagles. Th- no, which th- is they, they ran it in the last, didn't they run it in the last Super Bowl that we played? Ah, maybe they ran it then. That could have been it. Um, I don't know. Either way, they've run it against us before. Yeah, so pretty crazy. A lot of people are getting the uh, play call tattooed on their arm. Um, I tweeted out it's yesterday. A, it's, a, it's a good looking tattoo. Like, yeah. it's actually pretty cool. I but. tweeted out yesterday, retweet this if you think Josh should get a tattoo. And uh, Did it get to the million required? Yeah. <laughs> it got to uh, double digits at least. Are you going to get a memorabilia tattoo, Josh? Uh, you know what? Like... I'm not ruling out an Eagles tattoo in the future. It won't yeah. be that. Okay. But uh, it is a pretty cool tattoo. Yeah. Um, there's some been some other ones that were a little bit funny. Uh, I saw one with the Eagles having the Patriots logo in their mouth and blood everywhere, <laughs> but the eagle was biting into the hat, which didn't make any sense because yeah, hats no... don't have blood, or, or unless well, the hats I wear don't have blood. So 
Um, oh, that yeah, was interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Philly special though. I think I love him going into the huddle and going Philly special, Philly special. He didn't need to say anything else. Everyone knew what they had to do. It was crazy. When you rewatch it, him walking over behind the right guard and right tackle and and screaming out, and then they snap it. He stood there like a statue just, for a split second. He, he stared sold it dead so straight. sold it so well, and then just pops open. The fact that he caught it just um, what two and a half minutes, five minutes after. I don't know how long it was since Brady dropped that. It felt like two minutes, but it was probably longer than that. But the fact that he caught it um, in the same half that Brady dropped his. Yeah. Um, quite funny. They it's didn't think about a, that. It's but, such a like we're gonna stick this to you. Yeah, this exactly. Is... So it was kind of like. You know, going back to that FX thing, it's so cool when you see like, you see Peterson go, yeah, all right, like, <laughs> all right, you know what, we're gonna ride together, die together, like yeah. far out, let's Hell of do a it. Pass by Trey Burton, ah, oh. yeah, former quarterback Trey Burton, Trey Burton. Like, so it's by not the way, like it was see that random. throw is how it needed to be to Tom. See, and that's where loss of Edelman hurt. Yeah. Edelman would have nailed it. Yeah. He would have nailed it. Amendola. Um, by the way, Edelman accepting Brady's MVP. He so desperately wants to be Brady. He's now accepting Brady's awards. Um, well, it's not. It wasn't that Brady was at home resting before the big game or anything. No. Of course. Um, all right. So that was the final play, pretty much before halftime. What a way to to cap off the first half. Then we had the halftime show. Um, we talked about it a little bit earlier on Justin Timberlake. His first song was a song called Filthy. That's the first time I've ever heard it. Not a good song. What? It's not uh, that bad. Uh, <laughs> The best part was the Prince tribute, and then when they zoomed out and the whole I genuinely Minnesota, hated the whole Prince tribute part. Well, I liked the whole Minnesota being purple. That was pretty cool. That was cool. That was that was cool. Um, in regards to like, I mean, staying away from the whole controversy in regards to the hologram and the sheet, and I don't like. I didn't, I'm not. I don't yeah. have a, an opinion on the whole matter. I don't really care. Um, but like that part, just it slowed the whole thing. It just slowed it down so much. I was like, oh, "Come on, yeah." It just, it, it just, it, that's I don't know. It, he was, he yeah. was kind of like you know that he had to go so vanilla and so safe with his choices after ripping Janet Jackson's. Yeah, which I didn't understand why they chose him after that. Why, why don't they pick someone else? Like I, I don't know. Oh, I mean, he's he had was, a few bangers since then. I know, but it's just he. I watched it again, um, and I didn't like it at all. You're just I thought it was of his moves, mate. I thought it was boring. He performed exactly how I expect a middle-aged white man to perform in a big spot. Wow. Yeah. I well, thought, then I thought then, Pink killed the anthem, though. Isn't he like? Didn't he do exactly what was exactly? Required? But I wasn't overly excited to begin with. Uh, I thought Pink killed the anthem. I thought she was awesome. You know what? All right. Going into this this whole Super Bowl week. Last week, I was just, um, I was not a Pink fan. I was, I didn't like Pink. Mom used to play Pink in the car when I was younger. I was like, yeah, I'm oh, not a God, huge stop. Pink fan, personally. I respect the amount of performances she does. She hangs from yeah. the ceiling and stuff. Like, yeah, you know, she's insane. Emma's seen a couple of her shows, yeah. and yeah. she's not a huge Pink fan, but she likes the shows because of the uh, sort Every, of circus yeah. acrobatics stuff. Everything else that's involved. Yeah. I'm the biggest Pink fan now. I'm like, oh, I didn't know you were a Philly fan. Now she's just like, she's one of us. Spat out a cough lo- lozenge on the ground By before the way, performing. What, what was that? <laughs> it was insane. But Swallow it. Bang a voice. She's a great voice. Yeah. Uh, she killed it. Um, Justin Timberlake, not so much. Um, all right, second half. Gronk sort of took over in, in that dominant drive. Had gains of 24 and 25 yards. Scores a touchdown, 22-19, game's back on. Eagles strike back with that amazing touchdown throw to Corey Clement. 
mm-hmm. um, by Nick Foles in the bucket, triple coverage. We're up 29-19. Then we had the deep touchdown to Chris Hogan, who beats the secondary on a double move back to 29-26. That was disappointing how simple that play was. Yeah, it was it was too easy sort of thing. Because um, I think... I think uh, McLeod, who was in coverage, was definitely thinking that, you know, um, Hogan was going to turn on a dime or something like that. And yeah, went the wrong way. Yeah. Oh. So, look, I, I did think, yeah, I think Foles' touchdown throws were a lot harder than, than Brady's. I feel like Brady's, a lot of his players were, players were, wide, were more wide open, designed open. I think McDaniels had a hell of a game as an offensive coordinator, so which pains I. me to say it. Given that he walked away from from the Colts, I think, I think he tore it up. The players, some players, were so so open. It was ridiculous, just by pure play design. Like it was, yeah, it, was it was really good. It was very very good. Elliott then nails a forty two yard field goal, which was the rookie Super Bowl record for a kicker. We're up thirty two twenty six, and then Gronk obviously d- displays his incredible athleticism again. That was probably Brady's best touchdown throw or best throw I think of the game was that one. To Gronk the in the end zone, yeah, fade to yeah, Gronk. Gronk. Um, Gronk does a hell of a job. Um, I still think he's not human. I feel like he was built in some sort of he World does, War Two Nazi in the first lab. Half, where he didn't he didn't feature too heavily. No, it's and like, then just took over. It's just it's incredible how he can how he can do that. Yeah. Um, and now suddenly New England are up thirty three thirty two. How are you feeling right now? At thirty three thirty two, New England are up. I was just like, I, I right. really thought they were going to go away. So I genuinely thought, all right, so we're going to need a miracle here. This is when you thought Patriots could run away with it. They could easily, Philly could easily choke here. I still thought Philly were going to be aggressive. I never thought they were going to go away from that model. They It was successful in the first half. I saw them doing it again in the second, but I was watching it and I'm like, I was I was hunched over the table. I was, I was really nervous. I was biting my nails here. And I was thinking, you know what, like, all they need to do is just, you know, just just keep putting points on the board. Just just keep putting points on the board. See, like you've just got to put the Patriots under some sort of pressure. I mean, they were they were down by one. They only needed to like if even if they just went up by two again, you need the Patriots to go back down the other yeah. end of the field. Anything can happen, but it was just like third down, then fourth down they convert, and it was just it became it, yeah. it was honestly incredible. Insane. So down 33-32, three huge conversions from Philly, all involving Zach Ertz. So by the way, third and that's six. when it felt really good to be wearing an Ertz shirt, shirt, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> so third and six from the own 29. Uh, Foles finds Ertz for seven yards, converts the first down. Fourth and one from your own 45. Foles finds Ertz for two yards. That, by the converts way. Converts on first down. That's the high five play, right? No, that wasn't the high five play. That was... That was in the first half. That okay. was Nelson Aguilar. The, yep. the um, fourth and one, that was... Foles was on his back foot. Oh, he evaded pressure he evaded so pre- much. Then he was on his back foot, threw it, and Ertz jumped up and got like tackled oh in the God. air. Yeah, yeah. And that was... He could have easily have dropped that. Foles could have easily got sacked. But that was one of the plays of the game and very underrated play, that fourth and one. Then fourth and seven on the New England 11. Foles finds Ertz for an 11-yard go-ahead touchdown. The two-point conversion fails. You're up 38-33. No, wait, wait, wait. Hang on. Was it fourth and seven? Yeah. I thought it was third and seven. It might have been third and seven, potentially. Sorry. Yeah, um, yeah that makes more sense. Um, that's a huge, huge play. Definitely a catch. Uh, I can't believe Collinsworth thought anything else. Yeah. Collinsworth, you know, 
you love him. For everything he does, terrific. Then there's he has these games. That was one of the that was one of the worst games of his career for yeah. me. It was terrible. And then in the last two minutes, such a of, shame as well. The last two minutes of the game, he's saying, "Oh, this is nearly as good as Timberlake's halftime show." I felt like NBC made him say that because there must have been some bad press about it. Something. It was just terrible. I was like, "What are you saying? Like, shut up! <laughs> like, how is that not a catch? Like, it's just ridiculous. Like, it. He was a runner and then he fumbled it. Um, and for this ruling, I think. If you take a catch and you take two steps, it should just be that you're a running back from then on. Yeah. So once I, the ball crosses the plane, that's it. That's a touchdown. I really did think they used this as um, a podium and an example of how they want to change the rule. Yeah. I, the, the, the first one in particular, the, the Corey Clement touchdown. So the, During the regular season, probably ruled not a touchdown. They, they review it and review it and review it and say, yeah, you know, we could see the ball move and then... I know that the off-season, they're going to definitely determine what a catch is. Or mm. not, I mean, it's impossible. It's it impossible. Yeah. But, like, in regards to leniency and what is, like, if they, you know, if it's bobbling around, but they come down with it, but they're still in, like, that will, like, yeah. Corey Clement's actual touchdown is a perfect example of what should be a touchdown. Like, it should in, be. Like, I'm not, this isn't just yeah. bias. Like, no, if, I agree. if they did it on the Patriots side, I'd be like, you know, well, fucking hell. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's right. um, the last, last, last show of the season, yeah. so uh, we'll put the language warning on. Drop it but, um, <laughs> for me, like, yes, the ball bobbled, but if you bobble the ball but still control it, you're, you're just moving the ball around in your hands. Like, if you don't, as long as you don't lose it, I feel like bobbling it. Yeah. While you're in, I, like, you, it's definitely going to have to be a judgment call because you can see when someone doesn't have control and they're juggling it. Yeah. Opposed to like someone's trying to get Corey Clement going down and he's trying to do Secure. a mixture of bracing himself for ground impact and also securing the securing ball. Securing the ball exactly. and exactly so. Yeah. And that's why I, I think thought that, he did an insane job on that yeah, catch. Oh, it was amazing. Insane. And that's why I still think the Jesse James touchdown was, was a, a touchdown, touchdown because yeah. to. Extend the ball over the line is you showing complete control of you having the ball. It's insane. But anyway... Um, Speaking of Collins, Collinsworth, though, his voice is just like, oh, we're going to have another Jesse James situation. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, crazy. All right. That was the furthest two thing minutes, away from Collinsworth. Two minutes uh, to go. Under two minutes to go here at this point. And um, this is when I was very mad. This, and I was like... Aguilar had run out of bounds earlier. And plus I said... Yeah, Aguilar had run out of bounds. You're like, dumb, 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 dumb. Yeah. And I was like, this is what the Giants nearly did when they played... Um, it's exactly what the Falcons Bradshaw did. Bradshaw needed to take a knee, and they would have run out that game yeah. um, against the Pats. But they... Didn't he run it in for the He score? ran it in, and then you could tell he got up to the line, got confused, and just fell in the end and zone, zone, scored yeah. a touchdown. But it gave the opportunity for Pats to come, to come back. back yeah. So I thought, all we need to do is just complete this first down... Kick the field goal, we win by one. Yeah, run, and run it three times. Oh, win by two. Yeah, sorry. Win, yeah, yeah, win by two. And it was like, yeah, that's it. But my God, <laughs> we had to go ahead. Yeah. I mean, scoring a touchdown is great. But, yeah, it was but. great. Um, all right. So, New England's offensive line had done an incredible job all game. Tom Brady had so much time. He was mm-hmm. barely hit. Phenomenal play, play all game. And then it just took one play for that to just come all undone. Brandon Graham... Beats the guard on the outside, comes in, strips sack. And no, no, this is this is the thing. So during the um, during the broadcast, they were like, "Oh, and it's just a normal four man front, you know, like blah blah blah." They line up Graham on the inside next to Cox, which is that was smart. So they had Chris Long, Brandon Graham, in, um, Brandon Graham, and Cox in the middle, and I think it was Barnett or Vinnie Curry on the other side. Yeah. It was definitely Barnett. Yeah, he recovered the fumble. 
Nice man. Yep. Smart. Yep. Um, yeah, but Brandon Graham cut straight up the middle, and I was just, ah. Oh. Was, smart, smart. It was beautiful. It was, it was it was beautiful. They strip sack Tom Brady. Barnett recovers. Pandemonium. By the way, in the Lunar Bowl. How? Like, I mean, I know this is just me, like getting caught up in the moment now. But the in the speed in which Barnett recovered, recovered that, that. Oh man, the ball bounced once, and he like scooped it up. I was like, oh. holy crap! I, if it was normal pa- Patriots luck, it probably would have been Barnett would have fumbled have, no, it no, back. No, it would have bounced back into Brady's hand, and he would have thrown it for a touchdown. <laughs> it was it was a hell of a play. Uh, you were going nuts. I was going nuts. This then. is where I like. I think I was I was so in the zone for that game. I I think I'd already stood up and put my hands in the well, air before. You, like you, after that, walked over to the side and <laughs> sat by yourself because you're so nervous. <laughs> you st- you leaned up against the wall and you were so nervous. Um, but then obviously Jake Elliott hits this 46 yard field goal. You're up by eight, so you can't lose. At, at worst, it goes to overtime. Yeah. Um, and then the failed drive after that and the fail Mary. So, but the, this is the thing. So this is, I'm like, all right, if, if anyone can do this, it's going to be the Patriots and Brady, right? And then incomplete, incomplete, incomplete after trying to do a tricky thing, which is so on Patriots, like Off on the kick return, any, anything quarterback wants. They're like, don't try, don't yeah. try crazy stuff on the kickoff. Just give me a, the 25 yard line. Belichick. He what? called it. Belichick called that. Yeah, yeah, I, definitely. He's, he's but insane. What the hell? And. But he get they get tackled within uh, like at the nine yard line or something like that, and Brady still completes it on the fourth down, and yeah. I was like, "Are you kidding?" Uh, I didn't me? understand the defense there because you guys there was barely anyone on the first down line. All they all you needed to do was stop a first down. No, no, I think we were really like Just trying to stop a touchdown. No, I think we were trying to cover the sidelines. Like, yeah. I didn't, I didn't want them to keep. Like, I think they didn't want them to keep getting. Yeah, whatever. Fair enough. And then yeah, obviously came up short. It was so close to Philip Dorsett catching that, and I was like, "This would be my worst nightmare." <laughs> Former Colts failed wide Phil receiver Dorsett catching. It? Yeah. yeah, that would have been a, 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 the darkest of timelines for me. But uh, the Eagles win, go nuts! There was some guy at the Lunar Bowl who was just going crazy as an Eagles fan. He was his face looked like it was about to explode off. He was bright red. Oh, it's great! It was it was amazing. Um, jumping around, big huddle. Um, it was just you could bottle that up. Um, no drug could replicate that no. uh, that moment. Yeah, it was. Yeah, no, it was pure endorphins. Uh, the um, yeah. So shout out to the uh, nuisance of the Patriots fan that was next to us. Yeah, were some good Patriots fans that came up, shook my hand, congratulated me. Yeah, that was um, that was uh, my friend James. I yeah. played in a dynasty league. So with, he's he's all, he was um, all right. Shout out to James. Yeah, so he 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 and, I, he and I bait each other a little bit. We talk a little bit of crap about Pat's fans. I always bait him a little bit, and then but he actually came up and he said, shook your hand and then and, said, yeah. "How good does it feel?" Yeah, and then I was yeah. He, Good, good lad. It was awesome. Good line, by the uh, way, James. Yeah, that's it. Uh, you mentioned the yardage record. So this game between the Eagles and the Pats racked up an eye-popping 1,151 yards in the contest, which beat the previous record, which was from 1950, which is insane, mm-hmm. um, which was 1,133 yards. Um, it was also a game that featured just uh, one punt apiece. Um, no, not even a piece, one punt. The Eagles punted once, and that was it from the entire and game. And it was just, it was a fair catch. Yeah. And... So, it's pretty insane. So, um, thanks for the game. By the way, yep. sorry. Sorry. Right. This has just come to my head before I get it. Forget it. Um, Eagles long snapper. Did you hear about that? Darren Bose getting a ring? No, 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 that's, no that, that's cool. That, that's, that's really cool. 
Um, no, but the the long snapper that replaced Dorenbos uh, or Dorenbos, yeah. Yep. Do you hear about this? No. So you know, it, everyone everyone is uh, you know nervous that um, uh, the Patriots look into Lovato. His name is Rick Lovato. So oh yeah. He, yes, yes. They no, were no, they talking. were they were doing fake plays and play fake run throughs in they did case a, they did a fake walkthrough because yeah. they thought the Pats were spying on them. Yeah, so they did Amazing. fake walkthroughs and stuff. Amazing. Like that. You, you awesome. read some stuff about um t- uh Peyton Manning talking with his key players in the hallways in New England because yeah. he always thought they they were being watched. Yeah. Stuff like that. It, it, it's just you know what though? It, could, it could be true. It could be a total could, myth. But that's all right. The, in that's, my opinion, it's a it's a total like. Yeah, but, it's stuff, but, but it's, now it's in everyone's head. Yeah, it's exactly. Crazy. The Pats probably play into it now, and you have to spend time and resources while they're just sipping my tires and relaxing because they don't have to worry about any of that. Right, it is don't worry, they'll blow up the second half. Anyway. So many coaches crap the bed against Belichick because of that reason. They're like, "Oh my god, what's he going to do? He's going to do something like the, he's going to outsmart us." I love it that falls. It was a falls and Peterson duo that yeah, ended up. It, doing it's it. pretty insane. So. Um, it finished one point shy of tying the highest Super Bowl in history, considering the missed kicks um, and the unusual finish of a couple of missed two-point conversions, 41-33. Um, so pretty close to that record. And, yeah, just one punt in the game. So, look, we didn't get overtime or the largest comeback in the game's history or anything like that, but it was a legendary performance. Two insane Luna Bowls it was, now. Yeah, it's been insane. Um, it's been great for great for the game, great for the event. Um, fun, fun times. Um, so Foles thanked MVP, uh, thank, thanked God first for his MVP. Timberlake's first song was Filthy. Pink Anthem went under. Uh, Belichick's hoodie was blue. The Gatorade was green. And yeah, we got was super it green hot. or yellow. It was green, yellowy. That was the team. Yeah, that was the category. It was like lemon lime. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So what did you think of Brady just walking off the field and not congratulating Nick Foles on the that field? That was the worst thing. That was like. Yeah, the the they only had one good play thing. Yeah, he said that, but I think I'd, I do, look, I'd I, love I'd love to come down hard on I him, do, obviously. But when I heard I the do whole think press it conference, taken out of context. yeah, that one quote by Bleacher Report that they sent out was really very misguided. Yeah. Um, he's talking about the one play on defense. They made that one play, yeah. and that was the difference. And he was right. They didn't get much pressure on him at all. Their offensive line did a great job all game. So, um, but. Um, Belichick and Pedersen's embrace was very good. I didn't, I haven't got to that part on the sound effects. Do you get to hear any of that um, of them in the middle, sort of shaking and cra- congratulating each other? No, I didn't. No, okay. I would, I'd love to hear what Belichick said to Pedersen. Yeah, um, it was a very long chat. Because Belichick is still genuine and is like yeah. very, yeah. yeah, yeah, very down to earth yeah, guy. Yeah. Awesome. Um, all right, let's move on to Philly's celebration. And now, what I want, I just want to stick to football for a second. All right. Um, unless I'm skipping ahead here. No, it's fine. No, no, no. no. We'll g- yeah, no, it's Philly celebration. We're, mov- we're moving on to my questions afterwards. All anyway. right, let's, uh, let's talk about uh, the parade. Obviously, yesterday, Jason Kelsey, dressed like a genie or a sultan, um, just going after everyone, going after he Michael Lombardi. It, he, it was like he went full heel turn wrestler, and it was the greatest ever. And now Jason Kelsey's in my top five favorite players outside of, of, of the Colts. Um, firmly in the top five now. I love Jason Kelsey. I'm here for it. Chris Long was he did dressed have a like an absolute baller on a fur coat. He went under, like he had some really, really solid seasons, and then he kind of, 
kind of got forgotten about and yep. was like, you know, he's just an average center. And then he had a really good season this year. Some of the stuff on Deadspin here, of the things that Philadelphia did, it was it's a great article, and it just goes through just countless videos, street poles falling over. They they were on the the awning of the Ritz Carlton, which ended up collapsing. They were doing backflips off that. Um, they flipped cars. We saw a man eat human. <laughs> not human. <laughs> Sorry, it was horse. <laughs> it may as well have been. <laughs> What's worse? I don't even know. Um, <laughs> it was. Who knows? Uh, it wasn't fans. human. We had a, we had, I think it was a police horse. Yeah, like, there, was and a, eaten. there was a guy running around naked in an eagle's mask. A girl running around naked in an eagle's mask. Um, there was a, a, a horde of people walking down the street yelling out, Tom Brady. Uh, it's pretty insane yeah. scenes. And then, obviously, the parade yesterday went even. Apparently, Colleen Wolf said on Around the NFL that she woke up at 3 a.m., fretting that she'd missed the parade because she could hear celebrations outside of her hotel and it was just people getting ready for the parade. That started at, like, midday the next yeah. day. So they were, like, nine hours oh, early. People were pumped. And if you see any of the... Uh, there's some videos and photos from, like, the top of buildings looking down on the actual... like Apparently they'll, Just the mass of people. There was a band playing at, like, eight fours up with with trumpets yeah. and stuff playing the Philly fight song. That, no, that was... Yeah, so that... Wasn't that when they were leaving the stadium or something? Oh, there was that, but they were also doing it... At in, the parade? In the, oh, no, it's... not even in the parade, just in the street that night. Oh, it's Yeah, crazy. it was on the news, one of the news broadcasts. So Joel Embiid... Crashed a yeah. news broadcast. Kevin Hart gave it a good he shot. He said he went next. Joel Embiid <laughs> said, so, "Yeah, Kevin Hart tried to Kevin get up Hart on the." Kevin Hart tried to yeah. get the. Yeah. Did you have you seen that that video? He what? says the security guard said, "Like, Mr. Hart, I know who you are, but I can't let you off okay. here." And then he he, uh, he tried to get up anyway, and the security guard put a firm hand on his chest, yeah. and then he said, "You ain't getting." But caught. I don't care. Billy won the Super Bowl, <laughs> and then he lost his mind as well. So that was cool. Kobe Bryant's video, um, very cool, holding his kid, trying to I like. I mean, it was borderline <laughs> shaking baby syndrome. Like he was shaking his kid so much, he got so put excited. Put the kid down. And I then know. Jump. Like, what are you <laughs> doing, Kobe? Come on, yeah. get back to us. His wife was like, "You're scaring the. You're scaring yeah. her." Um. Bradley Cooper in the box. That was insane. It. That was like, cool. He's, he was nearly our mascot. Felt like I was watching Silver Linings Playbook again. He should have been wearing a garbage bag, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, that would have been fun. But uh, the parade, yeah, they took it to a new level. Um, some of the stuff here, I do recommend people check out these videos. Some of them are not safe for work, but um, just just an insane amount. We had people stealing seats from the stadium. Um, you've had just people scattering ashes at the parade, just everything. It's just madness, chaos. And it's kind of cool. Like Boston have been, Boston have won enough. So you're not, you're not going to get this amount of emotion and elation from that. So even if you're a Pats fan and you, you're upset, you lost, you look at some of this stuff, probably shake your head, but you've got to be happy for some of these people. Um, the guy scattering the ashes of his like grandfather never got to see. That's, that's special. That's cool stuff. Yeah. It's kind of weird, but it's cool. Oh, it, it is. It's yeah. definitely weird considering that five seconds later people are just going to walk on top of your grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> but I do think it is, uh, yeah, no, it's, a, it's a, I mean, I'm a Philly fan. It's a good feeling. Yep. Um, moving on to the third one, bef- or before we do that, anything else on the on the celebratory stuff from uh, the great city of Philly? No, uh, I mean, Bud Light definitely tried to sponsor Lane Johnson. He was uh, decked out in some Bud Light gear. You know what? I don't understand. How those um, like those gates with spikes on the top and people trying to like how how yeah I don't know it's impressive Philly fans you can do whatever you want yeah cool uh, I do think people should check out Dion Waiters uh, celebration as well very cool 
Uh, all right, so what does all this mean now? And there's a few talking points here. The first one is Nick Foles' future. Um, does he remain with the Eagles? Potential landing spots. What would his price be in terms of trade or salary? What, what do you think? Well, I, to be honest, I think if I look at it this way, so unless Philly get a really good offer, yep. number one, he's like a franchise icon now. So people are going to be burnt and hurt if he leaves. Yep. Um, but at the same time, people still, unless you're a completely deluded fan, you still know Wentz is far better than Foles, right? Yeah, and some people generally want to see Foles get a starting shot somewhere else, given yeah. that he's and proven that's, to be... That's yeah. what I do. I want Foles to be starting in the NFL. He can prove it, like you've yep. seen. And in the I, right offense, it yeah, works. I think if you do have the right coaching staff around him, maybe the Vikings, that is a thing. But I'm not saying... Yeah. That that's I'm just saying that you know look yeah. the coordinator's gone there now the Filippo's there now so yeah. there's a, there's a uh, you know there's a good chance something could happen there um, in uh, in a situation like that if he finds the right coaching stuff he could be very successful in the NFL yeah. this whole RPO thing is that the next like it's a trendy thing at the moment but it, it's proven to be to work for yeah. some quarterbacks and look it's not for everyone but no. I mean, they just won the Super Bowl. Yeah, exactly. Uh, look, I think it comes down to Wentz's health as well. If his yeah. knee's not coming along well... That's why... Yeah, that's the thing. So I You think, could start false for the first three weeks and be okay with yeah, it. Yeah, and you wouldn't... And no one would be against it. No. Even if he was performing badly, yep. yes, people are still going to be want... Are going to want Wentz to come back no matter what, but they're still going to look at it... You don't have to rush your franchise quarterback back. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, if Wentz does come back and he's... Oh, good. Then we still, you know, we feel safe because we've got Foles behind him. He yep. just won us the Super Bowl. So I think, yeah, I don't think I, th- I still think that we need a like a good uh, like compensation for Foles, or we were not going to get rid of him. Yep. I think in terms of salary, um, I think he'd probably be around that sort of what Ryan Garoppolo. Fitzpatrick, oh. <laughs> Ryan Fitzpatrick sort of wanted as a, as a quarterback um, when he. Came off his good season. You know I what think. though? Like I, you, you think about that, but that guy was ancient and didn't just win yeah, the Super Bowl. So, exactly. So it's hard. To it is. It is hard. What about uh, in New England when Brady retires in two months? Falls. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Uh, I do think his price is a second round pick, obviously, um, but it's not bad compensation if I you guys get, get more a, than that. Could be. A I'm second. not. This isn't me trying to be greedy. I just. I you genuinely. Could get like a, you could get second in a player or a second. And yeah. Yeah. Something else. Yeah. That's fair. Um, you, you've seen the craziest trades in the last few years. Yeah. It's it's been. Look, you traded up for Wentz. And if we were to get first for Bradford and second for a first. Yeah. You got to think Garoppolo went for a second. Can it? We got a first for Bradford. I know. He, he'd insane. never. He'd never. And then you ended up playing them in the. Uh, could have been don't, playing don't you against love that? Bradford. So we we gave away Foles. To St. Louis, we got Bradford from them. Then we traded Brad- Bradford, got a first round, and we possibly could trade them. Yep. Wow. And you could have played Bradford in the uh, NFC Championship game if he didn't get injured. Yeah. So it's a, it's an insane prospect in terms of the quarterback carousel. But so it'll be interesting to watch. I do think happen. he will be with the Eagles come week one. I, I just think they can hang on to him and not rush Wentz back. Given Wentz has also done the is it the LCL or MCL or whatever. The, I don't know all these. He did his ACL and LCL. Yep, there you go. So did his LCL. Um, the Patriots dynasty, um, given given the news about McDaniel's, is 
Belichick potentially gone in 2019. Gronk retiring, I do think, is a genuine... That's a genuine thing. That's a genuine question. I don't think the Patriots will suffer next season at all. No, I think they'll be fine. I think they'll be there. They're the Vegas favorites for the Super Bowl again. And look, I think the Eagles proven they're a better team, but it's a lot easier to get through the AFC than the NFC, and that's why the Pats are favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, but Gronk retiring is a genuine thing. His body has been through a lot. He hasn't spent a single dime of his NFL salary. He's been living off endorsements. He's very marketable. Um, could go to Hollywood. The Rock has come out. Arnold Schwarzenegger has come out and said that he could easily be a Hollywood movie star. Um, and I believe that. Or wrestling, stuff like that. He is a character. He's a lovable character. And he can yeah, he could definitely retire tomorrow. He's got nothing left to, I don't, to achieve. I don't think he does. I don't think he retires. I think I do think it's a concern, though. And if yeah. he did it, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, no, exactly. I hope he doesn't, selfishly, because I want to watch him keep playing because he's awesome. Yeah. But his body has been through a lot. He's already considered the greatest tight end of all time. He's won mm-hmm. Super Bowl rings. He's He's been an all-pro. He's made millions. What What's left for him to, to just further extend himself as the greatest tight end? Yeah, fair enough. But do you want to walk at 40? Yeah. I think the concussion this year yeah. definitely put it in perspective for him. Yep. Even though it would have taken, you know, it, it's, of course, walking away from the game, but still, I think this is going to be the first off-season in a while that he hasn't had an injury or anything. Mm. So I think it's, it's going to be a good time to reflect, but at the same time, yep. it might be, it's going to be good for him to have an off-season where he can just, you know, he can go through a normal off-season and he might be pumped for next year. You don't exactly. know. Yep. It's hard, and those questions are always in the vacuum after a Super Bowl loss when people are most vulnerable. Yeah. You're always going to get people that are down in the dumps and always thinking of the worst possible outcome. Earl Thomas, for example. Yeah. Um, so That's why I'm really glad we yeah. like made our signing extensions in case we lost the Super Bowl. <laughs> um, Malcolm Butler's future obviously up in the air, but my question is... Does he Bill, won't be back. Does Bill, yeah, he won't be back, but does Bill Belichick have to explain himself? No. I'm of the opinion that he is the greatest coach of all time. He's won you five Super Bowls or whatever. He doesn't, he doesn't have, to have to explain, explain crap. Yeah. It will come out. It will, but he doesn't have to explain anything. He... It, his decision is his decision. He's won you more Super Bowls than you've lost, and you can't definitively say that benching Malcolm Butler won, lost in the Super Bowl. I know. If anything, it was the Brandon Cooks thing. Yeah, but the um, but that's just the nature of football. Yeah. And By injury. the way, that hit. <sighs> I thought he was like, I thought he was going to get stretched off. Yeah. I was really worried. I mean, and the hit was perfectly legal, and that's the mm-hmm. like that's the scary part. That's the scary, that's a legal hit. That's the legal <laughs> hit. You can't. It's you can't. Tough. If you, and you can't remove that yeah. from the game. But um. Yeah, I mean, stories of Malcolm Butler, you know, arriving late to the... Going to a concerts and stuff like that. He's denied it all, so I don't know. It's it's kind of weird. It, it's a weird thing. Um, I talked about earlier about Jeff Fisher's legacy. Um, it's just completely down in the dumps. So Nick Foles is a Super Bowl MVP. Jared Goff has a breakout season outside of um, Jeff Fisher. And Case Keenum has a career year outside Jeff Fisher. It does not look good for Jeff nope. Fisher. It's, and then, it's a rough... Then the rough. Rams go on, do what they did. Yep. McVeigh wins coach of the year. <laughs> Offensive player, <laughs> defensive player. I haven't read it yet, but he's... Uh, someone from Bleach Report actually did an article speaking to Jeff Fisher about all of this. And apparently it's a very measured, um, really honest, open uh, response to all of it from Jeff Fisher. So I've actually bookmarked it. I haven't read it yet. But I'm interested to see how he reacts to all of that. Look, obviously, book, obviously not a quarterback that, whisperer, but in terms of putting together a defense, he did a hell of a job with that Rams defense. Yeah. That can't be denied. 
and that was part of the reason for their success. But yeah, it doesn't <laughs> poor guy. Just every quarterback that's been on his, on his Rams roster has now just gone on to win some sort of piece of hardware or or have a career year. It's um pretty crazy. Um, speaking of quarterbacks, quarterback wins. Um, as a uh, hashtag QB wins with a Z. Um, everyone talks about quarterback wins and rings as a way to evaluate players, but mm-hmm. I feel like it took a little bit of hit in this game. Brady literally had the greatest game of his postseason career and still lost. It proves to a lot of people and a lot of Packers fans and, and Colts fans understand all this because we've seen Peyton and Aaron have great games and only to be undone by defensive flaws and mm-hmm. special teams errors cost them postseason victories and Super Bowls. It's kind of a lesson here that it's a team sport. And the fact that the Eagles won with a backup. Yeah. And, but you know what? This also does somewhat play into the favor of Tom Brady, though. So it plays into the favor of Tom Brady in regards to, like, this was a bad coaching game from Belichick. Like, it was. This, this was his worst. I, this was the most uncharacteristic Patriots uh, Belichick game that I've seen in quite a long time. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm really glad it was. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Thank you, guys. But Brady played really well. Like he he didn't he didn't make bad like he didn't make stupid decisions. Yes, he didn't make the like Foles played better, but he he didn't like he didn't make the the plays that Foles did. But he played really really well, yeah. and like it fights against the um like yes, it's a team sport. So that's why, like, I mean, like, yeah. it was just We're more gonna... just like, I can't believe that yep. Belichick had this kind of game and didn't support Brady in the way that, like, it's usually, a, like, a perfect Mesh. combination. Yeah. yeah, it's normally, if you look back to Tom Brady's first Super Bowl win, he had 145 yards and a touchdown and, and completed, like, 50-something percent of his throws. And that was enough for him to win a Super Bowl. He had 5.37 yards per attempt, six point six point one any yards per attempt. If you look at this loss, he had 500 yards, three touchdowns, 10.5 yards per attempt, and 11.7 any yards per attempt, according to a pro football reference. Complete contrast. One's a Super Bowl ring. The other is a loss. It is it's it is insane how that all works. Yeah. Um, do, you know what, do you know what I'm starting to realize, though? It was, it was similar to... Um, uh, the Patriots were similar to Philly in regards to this this year. So... Allowing yardage, but being super sturdy in the red zone, hmm. is becoming such a thing now. Yeah, I think so. I, you, you happily give up yards if it. Yeah. Results. Who cares about yards if it just is, it means a field goal? Yeah, you exactly. Gotta, you... you know, most of the time a team can kick a fifty-yard field goal now. So giving up three points, whether it is a thirty-yard field goal or a fifty-yard field goal, what's the difference? And do you think they're that's all what, work the same? I think that's where Philly was successful. Philly was scoring like, that deep, deep touchdown to Alshon. Um, and then Corey, uh, Corey Clement, they yep. weren't in the red zone. This yep. is where, you know, this defense yeah, of the Patriots of is sturdy. Yeah. Um, and it literally took a, a throw to a quarterback in the red zone to result in a touchdown because yeah. the Blount one was not in the red zone either. Yeah. Corey Clement the Ertz wasn't. one might have been. The Ertz one was. You were at the 11. So yeah. that's it. But it's it's a pretty good job yeah. um, by Philly. The last question for our uh, for our Super Bowl show here. Who will the Eagles face to kick off the season? So they have some uh, enticing matchups. Dallas, New York, Washington, Atlanta, Carolina, Houston, Indianapolis, and Minnesota are potential. Over the Colts. The Colts would be fun if Andrew Luck's back healthy and, yeah. and Wentz is back healthy. But the problem is the schedule, the schedule will be announced well and truly before we get a definitive answer on that. I do think Vikings 
with DeFilippo now as the offensive coordinator and given it's an NFC Championship rematch, that I think that'll be the, the matchup to open the NFL season, and I'm here for it. Yeah, I think, you know, yeah, I think you're right. All right, man. Well, uh, that's how that, that wraps up anything. Any final thoughts on the season, on the Super Bowl, before we head off? No, I mean, the last few seasons we've said the seasons are getting weirder. This season itself was the most bizarro world season ever. And for the fact, I mean, people were putting Philly at the bottom of their standing divisions. divisions. They weren't going to, you know, they were barely going to win a thing. I mean, I thought it was a rebuilding year. I was just hoping to see progress from Wentz. Mm. I mean, we saw that. I I had low expectations for Wentz. He can completely booted me in the face and kicked yeah, me to the curb. Did. And well done. I, I've always liked your roster. It was the quarterback that was a concern and it was that's been rectified. It was a, it was a massive win for you guys. It was a season for hell, from hell for me personally with mm-hmm. with the Colts and all that sort of stuff. But um, to see you just getting just, I don't know what it was, celebrating, like people jumping around celebrating with you. When that strip sack happened, that was that like was the crazy. pinnacle of, of sport fandom and happiness. It was awesome. So it made all of that worth it. It was just a, an amazing, amazing Super Bowl. And um, given how weird the season was, it was glad that we had this weird but enjoyable mm. finale. I, I I am, you know, crossing my fingers that there's no uh, Super Bowl hangover. But I think I'm also, I do like the way Peterson's handling it already. Yep. Speaking of like, you know, this is the new normal. That's yep. That was his quote to the team after the yep. game. He said... I wasn't you know, no days off. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was it was like, uh, you know, this is... A, like, we want a dynasty now. Like, we want our own thing. There are a lot of players. We're talking about it on the, on the ride home. Yeah. There's a lot of players locked up long term. Yeah. And that's a good thing. I mean, that I think that was one problem that um, teams of the past in regards to like the Panthers and the Ravens and stuff, they didn't have that. The Ravens were, you know... Nearly they all retired. Yeah, exactly. Um, but in regards to the Panthers, they some like a, quite a few of them went their own way and you know got big yeah. paydays. Philly locked a lot of players up, and I think that there's a lot of players that were injured that we'll see back next season. And you know, I, I mean, I'm just hoping there's no. There always is to some degree because I mean the Falcons weren't completely ripped torn apart. No. But um, yeah, they yeah. did. They they lost Shannon. They they proved to be your hardest, toughest test, the Falcons. Yeah. So a lot of people knocked them. You know, like they got knocked out, but they proved to be the toughest test for Philly, and and it came down to a last second play on that, on that. I so. I mean, we we have lost Di Filippo. I'm not sure how much of the offense is Di Filippo, Pat Peterson, or Reich, 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 Reich. Um, yeah, I don't know who, who you know has the firmest you know grip grip hold of the wheel yeah. pretty much for that offense so it'll be interesting to see but yeah. um, you could lose Reich as well so you've lost no, Philly we're not losing Reich. you could lose Reich as well I'll pay so. big money oh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, is he going to go head coach a job somewhere potentially the Colts are interviewing him the Colts are interviewing a few different people so we'll wait and see who it is but Reich started his NFL coaching career back in Indianapolis as an offensive assistant back in 08 with uh Weird. With Peyton Manning, so he's got the Peyton Manning seal of approval apparently as well in the in the organization. Cool. So that's a that's a huge win for him um, in terms of getting over that. Um, so yeah, that's it. That wraps up the show. Very special outro to to finish the show uh, for Woot and all the uh, Philly fans out there. Um, when have we have a happy off season, yeah, everyone. enjoy the off season. When will we be back? We don't know. Uh, we'll keep you posted on our social media pages and whatnot. We'll be we'll still be chatting. Definitely, uh, it might just not be as regular, but uh, enjoy.